0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us, and enjoy today's show. Thank you,
1: folks, for joining us today. This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. We have been talking about leaders and why leaders fail and what that's all about, and we've been looking at an area of just not showing respect and support that leaders may not be aware of. That's something that is very, very important for employees in terms of their motivation, in terms of their trust, in terms of, their re- of your retention, even in terms of hiring the right people. That's it's a huge thing. I'm here with my partner, this is Rich Barron. I'm yep. Michael Bailey. And we are happy and excited to have you here no matter where you are from across the globe. We've got people all over the world watching us and we're grateful to each and every one of you. So let's get started here. Rich, what are your, we, we talked to, this is the fourth one in the series that we've done. What is what kind of your as we're going to wrap this up? One, what's your kind of your view about this territory we've covered and what we're going to go into next?
0: You know, we we've been able to cover uh, quite a bit of ground. Actually, we talked a lot about respect. We talked about mergers. We talked about acquisitions and and reorganizations and the problems that they uh, they bring. And and remember, uh, these topics are part of a ten-part series. Ten separate reasons that these employees in this survey gave for their opinions why there's failed leadership or toxic organizational culture. And 1.4 million reviews that, you know, you're gonna show that in a minute were, you know, these are the top 10 reasons. And these were very substantial in the, in why they felt that this is a problem. Now, respect and support really kind of go hand in hand um, in this. Uh, you know, respect was the number one reason. Then we jumped, to, you know, kind of further down the list of reorgs and, and M&As. But this is support really is comes in second place. Right behind uh, respect, lack of support, and lack of feeling valued, appreciated, connected. All those things that come with the respect and the support that employees truly need. And there is some really good reasons for doing this. And on the flip side, there's some really bad consequences for the organization for for failing to do this, especially in today's business world.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Let's get going here. Let's get this PowerPoint up and let's get it moving. All righty. All right, let's see, they cannot see my screen yet. You can't see my screen, is that right? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, let's start the slideshow here, right from the beginning. All right, and did one, it play properly. One, Apparently, the last few times, you, it's like you've been seeing backstage, folks. Yeah.
0: yeah, if you want to go up to that display settings, you might be able to fix that again, Michael. It's
1: doing that same thing?
0: Yeah, there we go, there we go. Now okay. Just, okay. So
1: you're looking at the backstage anyway again, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. We'll close some of the curtains on the side. All
1: right. Get back in your seats. This is relax. Okay. This is part four of what it is that we're doing here. Why leaders and managers must start. Starts with you folks. The process of respect and the value appreciation cycle. That's what we'll be looking at here. And so, Rich talking about this MIT MSR Glassdoor culture. 1. One point million employee reviews and brought us these statistics that we're bringing to you, so that you can see what this is all about. Again, this thing of of respect is huge. It's it's like what is it? Eighteen times more important than just the average thing. Was it eighteen or nineteen? Eight,
0: Seventeen point nine. So eighteen times more of an indicator.
1: Yeah. Of success of or failure. Toxic culture and failed leadership. Very good. There you go. There you go. And so it's what we want to do here is that there's this common sense character and skills approach. It, what you see here is that it is a common sense approach in how you deal with your, with your employees, with your team. But it also takes development of your character as a leader. So it's common sense. And yet now in the role of a leader, it takes character. And it also takes those leadership skills that are so critical. So you just don't go there there's a certain amount of training and awareness and practice that's really involved with that. So just because you've arrived as a leader or in a position of leadership, doesn't mean that you've arrived.
0: (laughs) No, it does not mean you've arrived.
1: That's right. It's, it's, I mean, take a look at that. Okay. Now that you got that seat there and that name on the door and all that stuff, it's just the beginning. And this is a journey that's just started. Even if you are, have held other leadership positions, Previously, this is an ongoing thing. If you so long as you want to be a leader, it, this is something that never ends. You never do arrive. What What are your thoughts about that? It is this ongoing, as Covey talks about sharpening the sword uh, of the saw, yeah. uh, kind of a thing.
0: What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I it's continued education. The business world consistently changes, and we have to understand how. That impacts us, how it impacts our organization. And this journey that, that starts and continues on isn't just for ourselves. Now, when we first start with some of this coaching that we talk about, you know, that journey really is focused on you. But as you grow, as you progress in your leadership skills, it becomes something that you want to give to somebody else. So in that sense, it's a legacy, it's, it's continuing on, you give, you, you give back and in turn, hoping those that you've given to will give back again. You know, And it's, a, it's not only is it a cycle, but it's a, it's a, it's a never ending journey. Yeah, there
1: are organizations that even when leaders retire because of who they are, because they are leaders, they'll continue moving into these leadership positions you know, they'll belong to a uh, uh, score is one of those for businesses. You know, you've yes. been in business and there's businesses that are starting up or in trouble. You can go to score and there there are leaders there that will work with you. That will help you, you know, p- whether it's putting in a business plan or, you know, whatever it may be because they've been there, they can give you that kind of, that kind of mentoring. There's also like, you may get on board of directors. Yeah. You're retired, but you may sit on two or three board of directors simply because you like that role of being able to guide and, direct an organization. So it's something that for it never really does end. Uh, to get your best, next one here, you must practice the best. That's That idea of practice is a huge one. And it gets you out of perfectionism. It gets you out of a lot of nonsense. It's the idea that every day you show up, you're practicing, you're engaged in that practice of being a leader, like a doctor has a practice. Yes, a lawyer sir. has a practice. Well, leaders, you're in the practice. You've got practice of being a leader. Any other thoughts?
0: You know, they say there's the the difference between the pros and the amateurs are the ones who put the time into it. That's the only difference. The ones who truly put the time into it, that makes all the difference. And that means sitting down, practicing your skills, honing your skills, um, reading, studying putting those skills to, to work, to see what, what, what uh, works best for you. And uh, the way to do that, honestly, is to find out where your skills lie to begin with. So you're really focusing on those things you need to work on. Not, you know, it's, it's like the 80, 20 rule, Uh, the Pareto analysis, you know, 20 cent, 20% of your process creates 80% of your problems. So if you're just picking something out of the air, Michael, to work on, it may not be that thing that's going to give you the best bang for your buck.
1: Yeah, leverage.
0: And so that's one of the things that we do. You know, this kind of goes back to, you know, just because you've arrived doesn't mean you've arrived. Just because you've arrived as a manager doesn't mean you've arrived as a leader. Not yet. You know, executive coaching comes in and we assume you know how to do your job. We're not going to we're not coming in to solve a problem per se in your organization. Right. We're focused on the leadership part of this, which is really a horizontal characteristic. It goes across any company you work with that leadership skills are transferable no matter what. But, you know, again, we help you find out what what you need to practice on to begin with. Where your strengths are, where your gaps are. That's, you know, that's so important about the practice part is not just practicing to practice. Right. Practice, focus on that practice.
1: And the specific thing and also coming in and as you're saying, well said, just not doing whatever stuff. It yeah, really yeah. based upon taking surveys to find out where are you in these, these essential uh, traits of leadership, skills of leadership. And also how you are doing as in in terms of your own maturity. Yeah. You, know, you may have you may be very gifted in something, a uh, particular set of talents, and yet you aren't particularly mature in how you manage yourself in exactly. the use of these. And that immaturity, because you're not you haven't learned how to get at that place, will actually work against you. You go, well, geez, I thought, and then and it's blowing up on you. You're derailing your own leadership and your team. So that's what coaches do they start helping you to hone in specify it let's take a look at this particular thing let's start working that through and it's one of those things that uh it, you really can't do it yourself no that's that's the fact you don't have the ability to be objective about it so best to get the, to get the best from your team from your life from your each individual you must, you must practice being your own best in your own way as well so from from you your best practices your best practicing to make a difference their best practices and best practicing it goes to your team and then it will come back to you
0: yes that that circle we talked about that yeah. it not only is it a circle but it's that never-ending journey it, it will come back to you yeah
1: and so here's the real deal here's well i'm not getting the team work out of you know that one i'm not getting the cooperation you know they're not communicating da, 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 da. well here's the deal that you want to take a look at that really is more mor- the moral, morale, that's right, ah, right.
0: oh, well, we, we know what it means, moral, moral, yeah, <laughs> where's your
1: spell check when you need it, yeah, <laughs> yes, yep. if you don't like what you're getting, changes start with you, that's the, that's the point, it's you, it's you, the leader that needs to start with this, and get a better spell checker. might be the first move that you make, Yes, so we'll we'll clean that up on the PDF that we got. So this is it, the the point of leaders lead. Leaders, you're the one who takes charge of this. Let's just move into this next section right here. As a leader, you are the start of the integrity of your team. If there's there's a lack of integrity in your team, it starts with you.
0: How about that? It does start with you. Your, your employees, you know, and not only that, the integrity of your organization starts with you. It does. You know, as As you go, as you go, your organization, your people. There you go. And you are the one who's the start of how it's done.
1: You are showing how it's done. And if you're not performing at the level of how it is to be done, best practices, in terms of how you uh, produce results, how you how you uh, serve others, if you're not at that level, and then of course, how you lead it. If you're not showing how it's done, where do they go? Yes. There's an interesting There's an interesting statistic here. Also, that's really interesting. Did you know that, that if you take a team of 10 people, that within that team, there will be one to two people that have the, ap- the aptitudes, the abilities to become great managers and leaders? Any team, statistically, any team will have one to two people in that team that have that those aptitudes. Interestingly enough, those may not be the actual team leaders. No. They, they, it's kind of like the hidden, the hidden leader, the hidden manager there. And so you take a look and see who's doing it, who's the one that's that are really getting it done? Who knows how to get it done? Therein lies somebody who may have the potential to be that next leader. Yeah, the other yeah. one is this. They know things not uh, how how things are not done. So it's also this idea of here's how you get it done, but also they know how to put the guardrails up. Yes. This is what you don't do, which is an important thing because sometimes people you know, go off on their own. And then how we value each other. You're the one who is the source leaders out there, of how you value the people on your team, not just the team generally, but every single one because as you set the tone, because they'll... Everybody has people they like more people they don't like so much and that kind of stuff. However, if you're that person that's leading them and you're showing them that altruism, right? This altruistic attitude, we value everybody and we treat each other fairly and we treat each other justly and we're there and we support and we care and we encourage, we're doing all those things. You've got to set that tone because if you don't set that tone, other people's biases and problems, you know, that's going to interfere. And that will undercut your team and your performance of your team. Any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, how we value each other is is so critical. You know, do we truly appreciate what someone does for us? Do they, do we appreciate how that they, they treat us, how they treat those around them? Do we value their friendship? Do we value their feedback? Do we truly uh, hinge on that or, or, you know, listen and engage when, you know, when you talk to people? Do you truly engage in that conversation and listen? That's valuing their opinion, valuing their time, valuing their their ability to connect with you.
1: Yeah. And that's, it, it seems like such a silly, simple thing, but it is so invaluable. Yeah, that's why it's the real value.
0: Well, and right. here's the thing, too. You know, if you're ensuring that your your employees are valued, it's not just one of your primary prerogatives as a manager. If you're not doing this, your company is going to suffer as a result. Plain and simple.
1: Yeah, or your team, or, or your, department.
0: your team. Yeah, you that's know. right. You know, I, I want to I talk a little bit uh, about this. Have you got another point here, Michael?
1: Yeah. On this,
0: how we finish together? Yeah. I, I talked to you a little bit about this um, the other day, about uh, that example with, with Admiral Togo. Yeah. And a lot of that, I think, really fits into this, in your integrity, you know, how it's done, how things are not done, how we value each other, how we finish together. During the Japanese Russo War of 1904, 1905, um, up until that time in history, there had never been land battles that had, they had seen like this between Russia and, and Japan over uh, Manchuria. Um, tens of thousands of soldiers on each side were, were killed in this, these battles. And really, it came down to the end. Uh, uh, the Navy being a, the Japanese Navy being the ones that really needed to Stop this to sue for peace with the Russians. And during the Battle of the Tsushima Strait, the Japanese performed this brilliant maneuver that essentially ended the war. They sunk 34 out of 38 of the Russian ships. Now, when asked, when the Admiral was asked, he said this was a decade-long, painstaking result of building the Navy up. Uh, learning how to work together as a team, uh, working with the sailors, integrity, showing them how it was done. And they worked on these these particular tactics for 10 years. They didn't know it was going to come down to, to using this, but he had taught them how to work together as a team, how, to, how leadership is, is done. He valued everybody in his Navy. And in the end, it was a 30 minutes and it was done. It was a thirty-minute maneuver that that uh, cost Russia their their navy and created a, a, the ja- Japanese for their victory, which in turn they were able to sue for peace and and kind of end this war. But the whole thing is is it was the, he was as Admiral Togo was the start of all of this. He was the start of the integrity, the start of how it's done how things were not done, how they valued each other, and how in the end, that 30-minute maneuver, how they finished together.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah, this idea of finishing together, it's a big deal. You you, know, you just don't leave your team and leave and they yeah. finish it or you do this there working, working by yourself. It's this idea of what brings you together, what binds you, what creates that relationship yep. of real trust and loyalty is working it through together and finishing together. That's a big deal. Let's take a look at that next one. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, great story there for us. The value appreciation cycle. Something we've got here that it starts with this notion of we're just talking about this. The value. You've got to decide, leaders, that you you. It's a decision. It just doesn't happen because sometimes it comes easy, sometimes it doesn't come so easy. You must make the decision that you value your team as a whole. And you value each individual member and how they work together, because unless you actually put the, if you don't value something, are you going to put the time into it?
0: Yeah, not. No, you're not. And it's it's proven. You know, here's the thing. Employees who do not feel valued will hurt your efforts 100 percent of the time, maybe not intentionally. But if they're not recognized or valued for their efforts, they're not gonna give you 100%.
1: That's exactly right. And so that which we value, we're gonna put time into. And so that's that next move there about connect. Once you value, you've decided to value or figure out how you will value each team member, then you will now begin that process of reaching out and connecting with them. And as you begin that process of connecting to them, how are you doing, what's going on with you? How was your weekend? understand you got a son or a daughter on the baseball team or the volleyball team and oh so what's happening there you're connecting and you naturally then move into communicating yes communicating more and it's out of that process of communicating not just asking a question but really listening really paying attention remembering listening not only with the head but also with the heart and then yeah. people know that when you're genuinely connecting with them as a as an individual, because they not only see it, but there's something that happens that we feel that. Did you know that there are brain cells in the heart? No. There are brain cells in the heart, where the heart, remember these brain cells remember. Just like we have brain cells in our brain that remember, there are brain cells in our heart that also remember. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is really, really interesting, isn't it? So it's not just the head going on, but it's the heart that's remembering, that's connecting, that's feeling. And now you know that sense again that we talked about sense of connection and being able to collaborate and trust and all those kinds of things. Yeah. And as you do that, you will move into appreciate. Yes. You'll really genuinely appreciate the people individually and as a team and how they and how they work with each other as well as how they work with you. You will appreciate those individuals as you're. Going forth, doing the work, and getting the results. That's what that really, that focus is about. Yeah. The more you appreciate them, the course,
0: well, the more you will value them. This this frank, open communication within your, your organization ploys in a feel of, They feel appreciated. They feel valued. And in turn, they feel they can connect with their senior leadership. That it's not just a closed door. That, you know, part of that pie is missing. But really, you know... You could take any part of this, Michael, and start from the beginning there. Yeah. Is it connection? Is it communication? Is it appreciation? Is it value? They all live together. And it doesn't matter where you start, as long as you you, you stay within this that circle.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Because they will build on each other. That's why it's this value appreciation. Appreciation, yep. you value. And appreciation is something that grows have an invest, investment that appreciates, well, then it's growing. Yes, we've, we've given you some examples over the time that we've been doing these podcasts of organizations that don't. You can take a look at, do they really value their people? Do they really connect? Do they really communicate to them? And they don't. But yeah. an example, a recent one of, of them, uh, this organization, they made some changes, not for the best, and they're not really valuing. Therefore, <laughs> it's a funny thing.
0: Therefore, they don't connect. Yeah, Yeah. you know, communicate. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? Underappreciated, undervalued employees that do not connect or cannot communicate or have not been communicated to will 100% of the time hurt your business. Maybe not intentionally, but they will. And who knows? You know, they're not going to well, they're not going to be your inspired employees. They simply are not. And they may be looking for something somewhere else. And you may be losing out on some very valuable skills, energy, talents, name it, that's going to help you long term. You know, when you when you talk about this, all this lack of within this circle, you know, turnover right now, as it happens, is a single most consequential disruptor for organizations today. Yeah. It, it truly is, it requires money, it requires time, it requires dedication to restaff these positions, and, and it poisons your company culture.
1: Yeah, it'll cost you at least one-third of that individual salary for a year.
0: At yes, one-third, and that is, that is actual statistics, yeah. a third of that individual salary to find a new person.
1: Get them up to speed and yes. all that other stuff, and rebuild the team and refocus the team. Or it's an amazing kind of a thing. So this is uh, leaders. This is a good thing for you to pay attention to here. Let's go to the slide here. So now what? Let's see. Strategically, what you must become. We talked about becoming. What you, you know, you must de- you must decide to become. Let's mm-hmm. tell, say th- you, this is what you must become. It's no longer a debate. It's like this is what this is what the play is. You really do must become a a relator, a listener, a responder, a support, support, an advocate. You must become a collaborator. You must be the leader that your people need and want. These are things that are just on the table. This isn't. and, and, And again, it's not about, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can take it. I don't know if I really want to. It's that whole thing. Well, if you don't have, let's say this, if you don't have the capacity, the capacity to become these things, then you ought not to be in that leadership position. You may be one of the eight on the team that really don't have the capacity, the talent, the natural attributes to become a leader. Therefore, you shouldn't become, because if you don't have the capacity, that is that I can do it, then you're certainly not gonna have the courage to say, well, then I will do it. You won't make the commitment to I will become that. I'll put the time, the energy, the effort in to developing these things, I won't do it because I can't do it anyway. I'm just hoping I can get by with that, that whole imposter syndrome or I'm the favorite little whatever, you know, that that silly stuff that can go on in a leader position. And so you won't put the time, the energy to become that. And therefore there will be never a sense of real sense of duty to your team. that, That duty of, You know, I not only must take care of my team, but, you know, I get to take care of my team. I get to take care of them. You know, this is something that I really want to be that person that does that. And so if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have that, then you got to, you got people in those seats, uh, other leaders, maybe need to take another look here. Because what it means that, again, going back over this, this is what you must do. You must meet with your people, company, division wise, and teams and individuals. It's not something that's it's it's something that you can play around at. No. This is a must do. And then also everyone keep everybody informed. And I'm gonna give you a chance to go through these, Rich. You can pick them out. Engage every day. Yes. And don't defend it. Take it in. Yes. Right? Take it in and reflect. That's a very good point. And then keep the conversation going. So as we look at you must become, and then then you must do. What are your thoughts on this particular slide?
0: I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what great leaders across the board when they make their employees feel wanted, communicated with uh, appreciated, valued, you know they'd start to build a culture of respect and encouragement from the top down and that's really where it starts. So what you must do is meet meeting with your people company-wide divisions teams individuals keeping everybody informed all the time, engage every day in some fashion. You know, it doesn't have to be a long conversation every day. It doesn't have to be anything like that, but it has to be, but but stay engaged. You stay, that requires you to stay engaged. Don't be defensive, be humble, be vulnerable because true leaders surround themselves with people who are better than they are in the categories they they need them in. Um, Keep the conversation going. Here's the thing. No matter where those employees are on that proverbial totem pole, if you will, all need to feel engaged, valued, respected, and that their efforts are appreciated every single day for that organization. This is truly where the success comes from. And I think a lot of these, there's, there's times, Michael, we've met with these people, we know these people, and they just look at the numbers. Yeah. The numbers are, you know, well, the numbers are an indication how my people are doing. No, it's not. It's not. Because if you're truly a numbers driven organization, numbers can be faked. They can be pencil whipped in order to get your attention. You know, and I've seen that. I've seen that before in in, in companies where, Those numbers, those daily numbers are pencil whipped in order to get, you know, so they don't get that that tongue lashing at you, if you will. Um, Make sure that they're valued. Make sure they're appreciated. And this doesn't mean you have to go out and give them the biggest perks, the biggest benefits, you know, the biggest bonus. That's not what we're talking about. That is not that's that is not valued and appreciated. That is in in some ways. Yes, not nearly as much. That's what that survey showed. Yeah, not I mean, nearly. That's not nearly goal as goal much goal as, goal as goal one. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bonuses and stuff like that—that that is way down on the list. The, the the perks and the benefits. That's not what people are needing. Uh, ask yourself, how do you want to be treated today? Ask yourself, do you really, you know, as as a human being, that's getting out of bed, that's that's going off to support your family, support yourself, support your family. Continue in your own professional life. How do you want to be treated? How do you want to be engaged? How do you want to be valued? It's a simple question. You know,
1: leaders and managers out there, you can make the time your employees spend there working with you, you're going to make it hell or you can make a, one part of the, the greatest point of parts of their day that's the greatest part of their day. You know, going home, spending time with their family and friends, but you can make it, it it can make it an extraordinary, positive, uplifting experience for them to be there, to be part of this team that does this work, produces the results. I mean, when you think about, you know, driving results is really the drive for success. The data does not drive you. It's the people. The people are the ones that get you. Their data just looks at it. It just measures it. Data has no power at all whatsoever, whatsoever, to make any changes in the data itself. It is just numbers. It's just ink on a page, just so many pixels on a screen. It's your people. And it's your people that will make the difference, or as Rich has talked about, or it will be your people that hold you back from it. Nonetheless, it's going to be you who are the catalyst that makes that happen, working with your team,
0: together with your team. That's what it really comes down to. Yep. So here's, here's the other thing, Michael, that, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the things you, you've got to do, but not every leader is going to do this the same way. Nope. We're all individuals. Not every leader is going to be able to communicate the same way. Not every leader is going to be able to drive for results the same way. Right. Not every leader is going to be, uh, you know, a good uh, recognizer of talent leadership. Or they're not going to be focused on the perfectionists, or you know, really looking at that data and making those decisions. That's where we come in. How we're going to help you find how you truly are able to do this. What really, what strengths do you have that from the inner core, that people on that outer core are going to see your communication, talent leadership, driving for results, perfection, all these things. But where does that truly start? Where's your real strengths and how do you how do you grow on those? That's where we come in. That's where we help. That's where we start, matter of fact.
1: And this is something, thank you, Rich. That's good stuff. There's something else to consider. The studies and evaluations that they have done. It's just so that you leaders out there understand that where you are in this. There's uh, about fifty percent of leaders who are in some sort of leader training. You don't want to get that kind of training. They just want the training that's kind of cookie cutter, just generally applied. Uh, however, in the same organization, there is about fifty percent, just under fifty percent. They're about the same that want to have somebody who works with them outside the company. They want an external mentor. They want an external coach. So yes. if you're one of those people that thinks, "Gee, I would really would like to be have a coach that's you know outside that I can be working with," you're not. You're not odd. You're not a weirdo. You're not somebody who's, you know, what's wrong with you? You want to get some additional help. You're actually pretty typical in terms of the leaders and uh, the organizations out there. It's about 48% of the people in our organization really would like that opportunity to develop their leadership traits, skills, all that stuff, working with somebody on the outside. So if this is something that you're watching here and you're considering there's a lot of people that are on your side that want the same thing. They just don't know where to get it. And you can get it with us. Go over to our website. We're just going to give it to you in a minute there. You can take a leadership evaluation, the LEA, LEA, ILEA, excuse me, yep. Yep. and get a free, do it for free. And then we can we can start this conversation of how does this work? It's not something that's like, you know, here we go. Let's get right now. It's a kind of a development of relationship to see if you like us, we like you. if We think that we can work together. If you think that you can. It's it's just a conversation. That's all it is. So we're not going to sell you into hard. You know, all right now I got you. I'm going to let you go. It's not like that. It really is a, a relationship developing, uh, developing respect and trust. That's what it really is. Yes. So let's wrap this up here. Final look at the value appreciation cycle here. There it is for you. And leadership is a gift. It's an opportunity, and it's a privilege. Nobody should ever just take this privilege, opportunity, or gift for granted. Granted, never. All right, so how do they get a hold of us if they want that conversation?
0: Executive leaders at ilECcom And go there. You can go to our about page about the coaches. Um, you can learn about each one of us. You can go down uh, to the bottom of those those pages and take that assessment. Um, it, it's a free assessment and really is just there to design, to measure how you feel you are doing as a leader. If there's no obligation, and if you do this, we're going to be able to sit down with you, free hour of coaching. Let's talk. It doesn't have to be, we
1: can do it. If you live in a location near us, we can do that, obviously, in real time. Go to your office, do that. However you live outside that, there's obviously Zoom. We can do this on, or Skype, or any number of ways that we can do this virtually. And it can be still very... You might not think it can be powerful and effective, but it really can be very powerful. It can be very effective. Yeah. It truly can be.
0: All right. Yeah. We can do this with anyone, anywhere across across the globe. Absolutely.
1: All your answers have been answered. All your questions have been answered, I guess. That'd be the (laughs) I (laughs) say. All right. All the best, folks.
0: Have a great weekend. Take care. See you again. All right. Bye for now. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.